Australia's number one mumcast is NHM I Got It From My Mama with Beck and Sarge. For the little unicorn, explore, play, discover, grow. NHM I Got It From My Mama. I'm a little bit homeless at the moment, Beck. Hey. Because the Border Collie, he doesn't have a vista to the outside world like he used to. Like the yard's quite big, but he can't see the world, so he gets frustrated. And when we bought the house, we thought if he could see us, he'll be happy. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He just wants to be inside all the time. So he barks all day at the oh. door. So I can't be at home anymore. So I spend oh. all day at my parents. So that's what's going on with me at the moment. That's all right. That's kind of yeah. nice. How's your home yeah, life? Fed. Well, our house is on the market. Oh, yes, it's right. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> you said you may have an offer. Yep, we think we could, which is great. But who knows? <laughs> who knows in this world? Yep, we're not putting any weight on it because otherwise I won't get, then I won't get disappointed. Today we are talking about being a single mum, the journey of a single mum with Mel Histon and best strategies to cope and single mum life just generally you were there for a while back yep and you started as well as the nhm group which we know the nhm single mums group right which helps out a lot of single mums yep it did um we i became a single mum at the end of um 2017 and um it was a kind of shock like I knew it was coming it was a well it was a long time coming and I was in a pretty hostile relationship but um and so now looking back I can say how great's that I'm out of it but it was a very difficult traumatic um transition transition and I wouldn't wish it on anybody to be honest it was really like having a death in the family um and it was really really difficult and you sometimes you just don't feel like you should or could get out of bed in the morning and you have to because you're no it. one else is there. Yeah, you're it for um, three kids. Yeah. So how? So have you got any advice for mums just in those early, really early days of single mumhood? Um, look, yes, a couple of pieces of advice, and I say this all the time to so many people. But number one is to if someone offers help, take it because you have to because get and, them to cook a meal or yep, whatever. It, yep. Any kind of help, just take it. And I've got, gotten really good at that and I was really bad at it, but I've gotten really good at it and I will always say yes to help now. Um, and whether that's somebody saying, yeah, do you want me to pick the kids up from school so that you can get to work on time or something yeah. like that, you know, all these different things. Um, but it helped me get through and people who offer, they generally mean it. They want to help you. Okay. Um, so you can, t- you can think about it helping them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but also, um, and the other thing is to look at your children every day as a real wonder and a real joy. And um, if it wasn't for my children, I know I wouldn't be here because without them, what, there was no point to go on. I, I really think that that's another thing. They will help you go on. They really will. I think it's a very, very hard thing. I think don't ever think that it can't happen to you because I never thought it would happen to me and you never expect it to and no and the single mum down the road never expected to happen to her either yeah and so I so if you're listening to this and not a single mum find empathy for yeah absolutely because I don't think I had enough and Mm -hmm. I used to think to myself used to see posts on the NHM and people saying about how they were thinking about leaving their husband and I used to think why can't people just try harder and you know now that comment just drives me up the wall because they're are some situations where you just can't stay in that relationship. That's right. And you wouldn't want your kids in to live no, in it either. No, absolutely. Yeah. And so I really think that you have to show as much empathy as you can and you have to try and put yourself in their situation even though you could never imagine yourself being in that situation. Absolutely. Because I never did and I was. 
Yeah, single mum life, a journey. Coming up next with Mel Histon from The Sister Code and Got Your Back Sister. NHM, I got it from my mama. Would love your support. To help out, review us in your podcast app. Win incredible mama and family experiences at nhmnewcastlehuntermamas.com. A big shout out and thank you to our sponsor, The Little Unicorn at Honeysuckle, Broadmeadow and soon to be Charlestown Square. They have a focus on fun, play-based learning. My little Lillian goes to The Little Unicorn at Broadmeadow. Her speech is coming along a treat. She's really social and The Little Unicorn has enriched her life daily. She loves going there. She always says she's going to meet friends and she's even a little bit sad to leave sometimes I think because my cooking is not as good as the little unicorns if you'd like to know more go to the little explore play discover grow NHM I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge Mel Histon from gotcha back sister the sister code and hey soul sister podcast is joining us to tell us about her journey as a single Mum, can you tell us about um, the start of your journey and how it was for you in your own words as a single mum? When you first told me the story, I was, uh, yeah, I was really enthralled. Yeah, yeah. So, gosh, that was um, 15, 16 years ago now. Yeah, about 16 years ago. And, you know, I was a baby when I think back about it. I had... um, my son Max, when I was 24, um, and so I was a single mum by 28. Wow. I, was, I know, um, and, you know, at the time, you don't think that you were young, but I look back now and I was like, oh, wow, I was a baby. And, you know, everybody has a different experience of being a single mum. Some people um, make the choice to go it alone and be a single mum, and for other women, it's thrust upon them, um, and I became a single mum um, at the ripe old age of 28 from being divorced. And, um, you know, as much as, um, you know, I was really fortunate in that I had a good paying job and the first thing that I did was apply for a promotion, which I got. So wow. I, I actually, financially, I was really lucky. I, I could look after, um, you know, I, I could buy a house and pay off my, um, you know, pay off my car loan and, um, you know, was financially independent. I was really fortunate. But, um, you know, things with my ex were quite hostile and were hostile for pretty much um, until my son reached 17, 18. And it made it really hard. Um, it, it meant that we were probably not co-parenting especially well. Um, it could be incredibly lonely. Um, you know, it's... it's um, I, I found I found it I found it difficult in that um, you know I had some um, lovely friends but their husbands didn't necessarily well, well they were worried I was going to lure their wives away um, wow. and entice them into single life um, yeah it's, there's a lot to deal with I've, um, I've had that I, I found um, the biggest thing that my mum and my mum's a bit old fashioned but when I became single yeah. suddenly um, yeah. my mum said to me. Just be very careful about all the all your um, friends' husbands. They'll be threatened by you, 
And I was like, threatened by me, I'm the least likely person to ever make a move on their husbands. And I had it happen to me once where I was where I was accused of something I completely didn't do. But it's such a shameful kind of feeling to have because you are not like that. You you would never have thought about doing that. But just so did that simple matter of being did that cause a rift between you and the person, Beck? At the time, potentially it did, but we we talked it through and I was lucky. But um, it's just I think it's just the whole shameful feeling that you had on yourself that all of a sudden just because you're single you're this person that's going to go out there and do something that's like so that. that would be so awful to deal with mm. let alone everything else that you're trying to struggle with in yeah. your life right that would only, oh. only make you feel more lonely oh absolutely and i i absolutely agree with you there is a real level of shame like um, I'm a, you know, I was a tainted woman who was, yeah. who was, you know, going to entice my friends, and that, and you're right, it's the last thing that you are thinking about because you're just trying to get by most of yeah. the time, and you know, um, and on the occasions when my lovely friends would, um, you know, go, okay, okay we're going to go out, you know, let's let's go hit the the Kent or wherever it was back then, um, you know, like that's really exciting, and you know, it probably puts a little bit bit of a dampener on things when you know if a hubby gets a bit, um, a bit um, jealous or nasty around that, but um, yeah. Anyway, it, the good thing is that my friend was very aware of it and understanding. So that's yeah, lovely. thank God for that because it's pretty. Oh, oh yep. it's just horrendous. And as you said, on top of everything else that you're going through as well, but while juggling everything else and emotions yep. and the dreaded ex. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what you said again is is true. It it really, I found it to be a real juggling act. Like I was working, living in New Lambton and working full-time at Gosford um, in the work cover head office. So my day was get up early, get my little boy ready. He was in Young Starters at that stage at at, um, Charlestown Primary. You know, I'd have him at Ush by 7 so I could make it down to Gosford, you know, to start by 8.30, then leave at a reasonable hour to get back and pick him up from Ush. Um, and again, that was m- the mummy guilt totally kicks in, hey? Yeah. Wow, that's incredible, though. You're amazing for doing all that. How did you deal with that psychologically? Do you know what? You just have to do it. Mm. Like, a sink or swim, really. Um, and, um, and you know what? I just made that choice. I was like, this is my life and this is what I have to do um, and I'm going to make the best of it. And, and one thing I think is really, really important is having really good non-judgmental people around you yeah. to support you. Um, because you know what it's like. Um, unfortunately, people can be really judging around parenting, around divorce, um, around yeah. mummy roles, gender roles. Yeah. And so it's really important to have really good, um, supportive, non-judgmental people around you. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a must. How do you foster those friendships and look after them, Mel, when you're in such a difficult situation in terms of having to do everything and be everything to one child or several children, in fact? You know what? That's a really great question. And and probably something that, you know, at the tender age of 28, um, I was probably at times not necessarily that discerning. But I think it's one of those things with experience. You kind of, as you go along, you kind of figure out, okay, well, 
you know, is this person, um, do they make me, you know, are they are they being supportive of me? Are they being non-judgmental of me? Or are they, you know, having little snips at me? Because people do that, you know. They have yeah. those little snips and, and have a go at you, sometimes in a really underhanded um, way. And I think, it, I think it's, we need to have the strength within ourselves um, to recognise that and go, do you know what, that person is not in my team. They're not in my A team. They're yeah, not okay. supporting me. And, you know, really, here's who is that? There was that famous quote that goes, you know, that, that you're the some of the five people you spend the most time with, so choose wisely. Yeah, I've had that conversation with Beck before in terms of, um, her just being such a lovely person and putting up with people's crap sometimes <laughs> and just saying to her, look, you know, you don't deserve that. None of us do. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think at times like that, when you find yourself alone virtually, you really learn who your friends are. And it's, it's a horrible thing to say, but you really do. And I think the best and worst comes out of a lot of people. Real, in, that was my experience anyway. I, I found that the, the worst came out of some people that yeah. were in my life that aren't in my life anymore. And the best came out of some others that are definitely in my life and that I can really rely on. And then, hell, I'm still relying on. And, um, and I think that um, for the most part, the better people have outweighed the bad people. And so it's been a good experience, I have to say, in that, in that respect. Yeah, yeah. And, and do you know what? Um, you know, being, becoming a single mum can be a real growth experience as well. I learnt so much about myself and so much about life um, and about human beings, about other people being a mum and, and being a single mum. And I think also... Um, being a single mum, you need to take time out to really nurture yourself um, because it's just you and your baba, you and your little and your child um, or children. And so really, um, you know, you and your kids come first and it's about really taking time to, to do those things that are enjoyable, that are about nurturing um, your little family and nurturing yourself. Being everything to your child, Mel, um, probably feels like such a daunting thing for mums who find themselves in being single mums all of a sudden. I know that Beck, when, you know, she got married, that was the furthest thing from her mind. Um, And then she found herself in that position, uh, which was the best best way to go. But what, have you got any um, advice for mums out there who are playing that role of everything to their child? You've got to take time out for yourself. You have to. You know, I remember when I was first um, separated from my ex, and again, it was a really long time ago, and um, my little boy um, was like four, four and a half at the time, and I remember dropping him off one day to Young Starters, and I said to the teacher, is he going okay? I was worried about him, you know, and I'm like, is he going okay? Is there anything I need to be aware of? Is, you know, is he acting out or should I be worried about anything? And she said, you know what? If you're okay, he will be okay. Yeah. yeah. So she was like, you just need to make sure that you're okay because if you're okay, he will be okay. Mm. Yeah, I think that's great advice. All right. Do you, how did you um, go? Because I know I see on our single mums page a lot of questions. Um, the the biggest thing that I found um, when I was single and and still do, and same with a lot of other people, is um, the difficulties in managing the ex. 
more than anything, I've found that to be the most challenging part of everything that happened to me. And yep. I guess also um, from my experience, although I don't have to pass them on too often, um, when the children are with their father, it is the worst thing in the world to me. And it yep. is something that I dread for weeks in advance. Wow, really? Weeks in advance. I hate it. And, and you know, everybody used to say to me, oh, you're so lucky you get some time alone, you get some time away from the I was the one children. of those people that's fine. <laughs> but, you know, everybody, but everybody yep. says it in your life and it's such an easy, flippant kind of comment yeah. for people to say. And they're not meaning it in a harsh way at all. But yeah. it is like, it is a gut-wrenching, horrible, disgusting mm. feeling when you have to hand them over. And yep. even though, yes, you can do with the break, it's yep. it's not a nice feeling. It's horrible. Um, yep. how, you know, how did you find that side of things? You know, I I unfortunately had um, an ex who was very hostile towards me and um, unfortunately so was his mother. She was quite nasty and, you know, would say nasty things about me to my son, which was just oh, awful. People would gosh. tell me. So, I, you know, I, was, I, was, I found that, you know, it's like, it's like you're up against it all the time mm. um and you know and i would get bombarded with abuse and and, and yeah. just silly things like just stupid things you know um but the the um positive thing that we did in terms that made it a bit easier was um we did like handovers on a Wednesday, Wednesday to Wednesday, because we were 50-50. And we, so what, like, I'd drop Maxer off at school in the morning and then his dad would pick him up um, in the afternoon and that was changeover. Oh, so, so we didn't have to see him. Yep. So, so, yeah, so we didn't actually do a physical face-to-face handover very often, which was awesome because in school holidays when we had to, it was actually Maxer who couldn't handle it. He wow. just pulled to pieces even up to probably the age of like nine or ten, he would cry and he and he would like, why can't you just get back together? Oh. No, and and so I I just knew that we had to limit the actual physical, yeah. um, ac- you know, ac- action of hand, you know, of, of doing a face to face handover. So doing it mm. by a school was much better. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, there's going to be a time, maybe, well, there will be a time because you're a human as well, that you're moving on with your life and, you know, you go out with um, other guys or have dates or whatever. How did you handle that side uh, of things with your son, Mel? Yeah, do you know, I was lucky and I met a really beautiful man who I've now married and um, we've been together 10 years. Um, I... That was tough. And he had three children. I had one and he had three. Wow. Um, did we, we did it as best we can. And um, my hubby was always very um, mindful of the children, which was great, um, you know, as was I. And, it, you know, it's not, it wasn't smooth sailing um, because they were kids and they were kind of trying to deal with their parents aren't together and, um, they haven't been together for a while, but now there's this new person in our life. And I think we just had to try. I remember I just had to go, if ever it was difficult, say, do you know what? They're kids and I'm an adult. Yeah. And and just always be mindful of that and just try and be as loving and compassionate as possible. And it's hard sometimes. Um, my eldest stepson, who is now 25, and he is a delightful human being, you know, said to me a few years ago, he's like, Mel, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was a shit to you when I was growing up. Oh. 
But, you know, I'm so proud of him as a human being. He's a really good person. And, you know, and and, and you hear that and you go, it makes you go, I'm glad that we stuck it out. I'm glad that we remember to be loving and kind and compassionate and that to try and remember that even though it's, you know, it's tough, you're dealing with kids who aren't fully um, mature or developed yet, you know, um, that we just have to remember we're the adult and they're kids. Yeah, and I think there's a really important message there as well. I hate to bring the yogi into it, but, you know, when you meet angst, when you meet fire with fire, it's just going to cause more fire. So if you can come from a place of love, it is really the best place to come from. Having said that, I know it's very easy to say and to do it is a completely different thing. Uh, Yeah, because we're all human, right? So (laughs) It is so tough. It's the hardest thing in the world sometimes and you know I had the breast cancer 10 years ago and I remember when I was really sick with chemotherapy like having chemo I was really really crook and I remember just at home thinking if I get through this I just am going to do my best for us to you know be a happy kind blended family and and to really and I realized how important it was like all the other stuff is bullshit and it's hard it's hard dealing with hostile exes and all the bullshit it's hard but I just knew for the long term it was about being kind, compassionate, loving and understanding and going, you know what, sometimes it's going to be tough, but at the end of the day, you know, they're kids, we're adults, we've just got to, to, to be kind. Yeah, Yeah, and I think it's really important to remember that there is no silver bullet for anything. You say, what's the solution to this? Well, you know, time does heal wounds, but it's not easy. Yep. The road of a single mum is hard and it will never be anything else, but seeking um, solace in your community and your friends and finding out who your real friends are is probably the best route. What do you find, back with the NHM um, single mums group online? Are they really supportive of each other? Definitely. Yep. And I think that the best thing about that group, apart from getting advice and all that kind of stuff, is that um, having a group like that and with the volume of members, it's knowing that you're not actually the only one going through that. Yeah. You're not the only Sometimes that's, that's single mum. The because, yeah, one thing because, you need, right? You know, and Mel touched on this as well. You know, you in your own social group, you might feel like the only person in the world to be single and the only person in the world to have gone through a divorce or something like that and the shame that comes with all that. But if the single mums groups allowed me and others, and I'm, I'm not single anymore, but I was for a time, and it's allowed me and those other women to go, hey, I'm not the only one and let's talk about these and vent and do all that. And, um, you know, as much as it's a closed group, it's still the internet, but but they yeah. do divulge enough of their, um, you know, daily vents and things yeah. like that that I think it helps them. And they have done a few meets and yeah. catch-ups and um, speed dating and all that kind of yeah. cool stuff. And I think that's the biggest thing for me, that, it, that knowing you're not alone has been really helpful. Yeah. You know what, Beck? Um, it's funny you just said something, and it reminded me when I when I um, became single, a single mum, I was the only single mum I knew, and yeah. uh, and I was the only person that I knew of like my age that was divorced. Yeah, I was yeah, the only one with it. You were a really lonely experience. That is very yeah, absolutely. I, I was the same, and it's revolting, and you yeah. never expect that to have happened in your life. That's, I think that's the biggest thing. And, um, and my own story was um, quite a few years coming, but at the same time I still didn't think that I would ever do that because I never wanted to be 
um, you know, never wanted my children to have to go through that. And I think that's probably what puts off a lot of people as well. But to be honest, my children now and and my partner now lives with us and we're a blended family um and i'm the reverse to you mel i came in with the three kids and he came in with the one (laughs) so (laughs) lucky him Um, (laughs) but um we my children now i am very safe to know that they are growing up seeing a lot of love yeah and there's a lot of love between us and there's a lot of love that we show to all the children and there was not a lot of love in my previous relationship there was virtually nothing um and there was a lot of disrespect and there was a lot of hate and there was a lot of animosity and that's what they were growing up with and now they're growing up with the complete opposite so while I never wanted to be single, I never wanted them to be children of divorced parents, I think this is definitely better off. I think they're better off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? It's all about role modelling and they're now seeing loving parents and role modelling what a loving relationship looks like. Yeah, yeah. and one of the scariest things um, I remember hearing, I think it was um, one of my mentors, my yoga mentors saying, don't worry about your care, your kids copying you or mirroring you they actually become you (laughs) which still freaks me out but every day I see myself doing things like my mum and I think well (laughs) I think it's true Mel Histon the Hey Soul Sister podcast launching soon can you tell us a little bit about it I like to think and ponder life and life's big questions and so you know when I was thinking about um, a podcast, I thought, well, let's do a podcast. Let's look at some of those big questions I have about life and see if I can get some experts and people in who know what the hell's going on and help me answer them. It's going to cover so many great things and uh, we can't wait for the launch. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you so much, girls. NHM. I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge.